Fourteen, I was full of dreams. Fourteen, insecurities. Too young to be understood. Never really thought we would be. Fifteen, I was breaking out. Everything you try to warn us about. Sixteen, with a broken heart. The day you caught me out. Can this world slow down? It was easier at thirteen. Before I knew that time runs out. Before I knew my tears could fall just like rain. It was easier at thirteen when all we did was chase the clouds. If only we could do that now, we could stay thirteen. It's Voice of a Woman, Real Talk, the podcast where we talk real talk with women in business, in music, and just generally what it means to be a woman and just generally supporting women and everything that's brilliant about them. On today's podcast, I am speaking with the fabulous Stephanie Rainey, who's an Irish singer-songwriter from Cork, who is bringing out a new collection of songs. And her latest single, 13, to me, it just is a class song. And the meaning behind that is it's amazing. It's just very poignant. And I think that's one of the best things about music. And she's on tour. So I spoke to her just before a gig in the Roisin Dub in Galway. And she's still got four dates left. The 23rd of April, she's in Limerick. The 28th of April, she's in Kerry. The 30th of April, she's in her hometown of Cork. And the 6th of May, she's in Kilkenny. And you can go to stephanierainey.com for more information and to buy some tickets. So go and see them because the band is tight. It's a great sound. It's a big sound. It's a huge sound. And she writes bloody good songs. And just to forewarn anyone who's listening, 
There are a few swear words. So, but just just to forewarn you, if you're going to listen, that there are. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is voice of a woman talking to Stephanie Rainey. <laughs> um, it's great to see you, and it's great to meet you. Um, I run Voice for Women, which is dedicated to supporting women in music. Um, so my first question is always to kind of start a dialogue or continue a dialogue yeah. about what it is to be a woman and how sometimes that can be undervalued. And especially music, I think there's a lot of challenges. Mm. I suppose yourself, you know that because you're in the music industry. Yeah. The challenges that women can sometimes face. Yes. So I suppose my first question to you, I suppose as a woman and a mother, what do you hear, what do you think of, or what do you think it means to be a woman or to be female? Hard I think it's just, um, I think the more I move through life, I, okay, so first of all, it's, it's always interesting for me to answer this question because I think I've been really lucky to be surrounded by really good men all my life. I've got a really See, good dad, really good. three really good brothers, I have really good male friends, have a really good partner. So I've been really surrounded by nothing but um, really like positive men. I think, so in my personal life, I feel like I've always been propped up in that sense. But I do think in your professional life, when you move into that realm, the industry can be very tough when it comes to being being a woman for opportunities. Um, it's just harder to get ahead, you know? And yeah. I think, you know, just like women are the light. I think even just having become a new mom and realizing the respect now that I have for my own mother and her mom and her mom, like and what women actually go through and what we are capable of. It's like there's so much strength there. Do you know what I mean? There's so much strength there. Um, But when it comes to, I think, being um, a woman in this day and age, I think it's just important to to fight for that equality you know I think like I think it's the good fight at the minute and I do think there are things that are coming to the fore we did the Irish Women in Harmony project I thought that was fantastic because I'll be honest with you up until that point every other woman on that bill to me was my competition because there's no space for women and it was so nice to actually do something with them all and meet them and they all felt the same way you know that that it was like you know, you you see a lot in like the male um, in the male industry in Ireland, especially because that's I suppose that's the industry that I'm looking at. You know, all the guys are friends; like they're all mates, and they all yeah. support each other, and they go to each other's gigs. And that didn't exist in the in the female world. And I I, I just genuinely think it was because there was only X amount of space, only X amount of females getting through. And even now, it's it's a bit of a struggle yeah. to try and get on the radio. You know, I mean, I'm lucky; I've been very lucky with radio, but I mean. Could, could I be getting paid more? Yeah. yeah. Do I think I should be? Yeah. Do I think I should have done certain things here, like certain TV slots that I haven't been offered, which, which you know, yes. And I, I think potentially if I was male, I would have done. Is that fair to say? That's not something I've ever said out loud before, but... But you know, like that's... It's hard to that's know. That's the thing. Like I, I see it. Like the, there's differences in countries. I see it. Hmm. Um, because there was some in a country in the country music scene in America, somebody posted on Twitter that they couldn't. The directive from like the head of their radio station was not to play two females back to back. Like, and the whole it's like crazy. It, it erupted Twitter. Like Twitter yeah. was like, what the? Do you know? And so it, it even should. it even caused like two of 
the kind of rising stars, the biggest rising stars, to say something about it. But they said it in such a way that it put that kind of down, but it wasn't nasty to whoever was seeing it. Yeah. And I was like, that is just like brilliant the way they've handled it and what they've said it has to be at some point the conversation has to be opened up and I know it's you know what it's a really difficult conversation because I I, I remember being asked a couple of months before the Irish Women in Harmony thing came about I got asked to to take part in this article and it was about females in the industry and why we aren't getting ahead it was very it was a very public and very like high-end public thing like so some things like that come in you're kind of like oh yeah it'd be good for me to do that because you know my name would be in that and you know it's a whole thing and I read the questions, and the questions were like a teeny bit loaded. And I don't, they didn't mean to be. That didn't means. mean to be. But I was like, and, and what was written down was right. It was like 100% like solid, you know. Um, but I was just like, if I, if I say this, I'm going to be seen as being, like, it could be seen as being like just a bit um, bitter, a bit hysterical about it like kind of thinking and you see as well as that like I firmly believe that everybody fights for their place in, in the industry whether yeah. they're male or female so I know for a fact that every guy that's made it in this industry has worked just as hard to get to where they're going it's not like they've just arrived into a radio station and said hey play my song and they've gone yeah of course I'll play your song yeah. everyone has a gradual build I think it's just that there slightly feels like there's more opportunities for men than there is for women and that you know if there was two tracks put on the table, sometimes you wonder, would, would it be, you know, because as well, I think it's to do with, sometimes I wonder, is it to do with the audiences as well? And have we been kind of tr- like not, trained. has there been so, trained is not the wrong, is the wrong word, but have we been exposed to so much male music that we've forgotten to actually become super fans of the female music? I'm guilty of that. A lot, most of my favourite artists are men. See, most of my, like, suppose, most of my favourite artists are female. Yeah. Which is what I was drawn, I'm just drawn to, I suppose, the subjects of the, the songs stories, and yeah. the stories, yeah. and as you said earlier, the strength and just yeah, you know, what they bring to their songs and, like, they go deep in songs, you know, and it's, that is just, that's what's, that's what's drawn, drawn to me. Because obviously I'm a woman, so it's more relatable. For you, yeah, 100%. For me. Yeah, I think it's and, like, I, when I listen to music, it's like I get... I, I just love songs so I think I've, and I grew up listening to a lot of male music like my dad was really into like Crosby, Sills and Ash and Neil yeah, Young and all so I was just expo- early exposure to it but like now I'm, my world is opening up to people like Marin Morris like um, Brandy Carlyle all those women and like the fact that they've kind of created that like super group over in America as well to do the same thing and it's really brave like do you know because again it's like I said it's a really hard conversation to have that like you know if you go to somebody I feel like I should have had this opportunity and I feel like if I was I feel like there's people who are on the same level as me if not below me that are getting those opportunities why am I getting it? It's just like you're just bitter. But see that's what they say like it's oh don't be so sensitive and no or that other one where I hate hearing oh you must be on your period type <laughs> answer because <laughs> that's an excuse for everything um, <laughs> But it's not, it's just, like, I see that, that there's challenges for everyone in the industry. The of industry as, a, as itself, without men, without women, just the industry itself... It's challenging. It's challenging. Yeah. It's a complicated maze. There is so much. Yeah. And, like, just to get a song out is not an easy task. No, it's not. At all, as no. you <laughs> well know. Um, to get radio play is not an easy task. You send probably 200-odd emails and you might get five responses. Or, mm. you know, it's... And there's two, as I always have seen it, there's two different sides because a song like 
Say 13, mm. or even Please Don't Go. Mm. Those songs are very personal songs. Like yeah. People are listening to them, and the stories behind them, I mean, you're listening to them yourself with a speaker, they're, they're personal, and you feel them, and they're a, there's an emotional connection. But then when you take those songs and then make them a product, and you have to put them in a box, and you have yeah. to sell them, and you have to promote them, and there has to be a campaign, it's a totally... So it's the, a different thing. Yeah. yeah. So from that kind of perspective, it's challenging, but it's just... I've known female artists who have had extra specific challenges because they've gone to like studios and they've gone to get produced an album produced and the way they've been treated mm. is just shocking. Mm. Like, do you know, it's like one went to a, a rehearsal studio and the guy was like, do you carry your guitars yourself? <laughs> yeah. And then she took the guitar out and played it and he was like, oh, you play it <laughs> as well? And it was like, do you know, that kind of... Yeah. patronising like it's difficult and it's, it's hard you know I've had that a couple of times you know on, on some of the, the bigger stages and you're just we just like you know we just laugh at it like I think I'm lucky enough in the sense that like anybody that I've worked with in terms of like recording and stuff like that I've, I've always had good experience with and I have a tight team um, but like you know it, it's it's going to get better and it will get better and I think like we have we are seeing females being brought to the forefront like we haven't broken a female artist out of Ireland since Melda May we haven't that far back and before that's that I think it was like time. I think it was that, that's 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 my opinion anyway I'm trying to I'm racking my brain here but I, I can't think of one no can I and then like Dolores O'Reardon Sinead O'Connor and if you think of the other side of the coin you know, there's, there's there's been lots that have that have broken out, um. So it's just, I think it's just like keeping the conversation open. I think the Irish Women in Harmony project was really good because yeah. of, of the strength in numbers of being able to say it and being able to do something that was like, hey, we did this and we did it all and we all like we all recorded our own things and we all did we put this together, and it was important that I think we were able to say a lot with, you know, with one thing and then always. Now it's like we have this kind of support system where like we have a group chat. We all talk to each other about like what we've got coming up and if we've got stuff coming, we kind of bounce off each other. And it's, it's cool, you know, and it's, it was really, really needed. And I'm really glad that it happened. Yeah, see, that's, I think that support, that's part of it, just to support women mm. to know that they can do it yeah. instead of all these obstacles. And then they think, exactly. God, what, I can't do this, I can't do this. But the actual fact, they can, they just need someone to show them. Yeah, because like, you don't want, like... It's important for me to know that, like, somebody who's was like me, like, 15 years old, sitting in their room, I didn't know that there could be potentially a harder road for me at that time. And so it's important for us to try and do it, um, to try and make a change now so that people do, women do feel like they can have a sustainable, like, they can have a career. They can only write songs and record them and release them and tour. You know what I mean? There's no reason why they can't. And it's just, the change will come, but it's just going to take a little bit of extra... I think it's going to take a little bit of being brave as well. Like, I mean, it's, and it's really, it's really weird because I, I'll have this chat with you and then I'll walk away and I'll go, gosh, should I said that? Should I said that? God, I, hope, I don't want to, I don't want to come across that. And if that's, that's what you're trying to, un, that's what you're trying to unravel. That's what you're trying to unlearn. Is that kind of like, I can't say that, but if something's a fact, it's a fucking fact. Like, there's no, there's no way around that. You know what I mean? You can dance around all you want, but it's, some things are kind of glaringly obvious and it's um, well, tricky. Unfortunately, it, it still is glaringly obvious a lot of times. Like, it's not that women aren't asking, like, they're not asking for anything that a male, their male counterpart yeah. wouldn't be in yeah. or have the opportunities for. No, that's not what they're asking. And sometimes that's what's taken from 
like all this and it's not that's not what voice for women is and that's not the conversation that i want to see it's just yeah. like look at how talented look at the group of talented women play them more that you have yeah. more that's that's, yeah. that's the that's the kind of rude is like play play expose people to it more if i write a song in the morning and it gets one play on a radio station for kind of like one day kind of you know for like sort of every played it you know but like, if I hear that song 10 times in my car, then I'm like, oh, I know that. Who is that? I want to Shazam it. It's exposure. Like at the end of the day, it's down to exposure. Like I said, I've been very lucky with the radio, in fairness, in Ireland. Um, but it's it's good to see more females kind of landing stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Kudos to the women. Yeah, kudos. They're amazing. Um, in terms of role models, I think you probably mentioned your mum and dear mum and... Um, what kind of role models do you have that you look up to? Well, not just not just in terms of music, but just mm. in terms of women and their strength and what you take from that. Man, like my mom is like a force. We reckon with like I have a song that's going to be coming out this year called "Woman," and it's the lyric is literally what it means to be a woman. And like I wrote it at a time. Well, first of all, she's just so she's just an incredible woman that just whips us all into shape, and keeps the boat <laughs> so afloat uh, that it's not even funny, you know. Um, but she, you know, she's been, she's been very unlucky with her health, all, like, since I was a kid, like, intermittently, you know, and not just, like, you know, she was sick for six months, like, she was sick for a year, year and a half, like, really bad, and so in 2019, she was, she was, a uh, dealing with, kind of, like, a fallout of, kind of, cancer treatment, and she, she nearly died, like, five or six times as she came through, and I wrote Woman then, because I was just like, oh my god, and at the same time, I was, like, kind of really, at a low ebb, I think, personally, you know what I mean? Yep. I think that it was kind of, like, a time when... I was feeling very lost, particularly, I would say, in my job. I, I kind of had left my record label. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? How am I doing it? Should I bother? And it's all wrapped into your identity. And, you know, she always has just taught me to just dust myself off and get back up and to just believe in myself and to just, you know, stand firm in who I am. And, like, she's a definite role model. Like, And then, you know, I've got people that I get to work with like Sarah my keyboard player she's one of my best friends in the entire world um she is my best friend in the entire world and she's just an incredible um she's just an incredible person to be around she's so organized she's so she's just so like she just brings so much to the table in so many different ways Jack in a way she's got five sisters she's just she's just an incredible woman you know what I mean and I just think it's like you garner your strength, I think, from people that you surround yourself with. And I think I learned that a lot, like especially moving through this industry. And the one thing that I can honestly say is that I always kept, I never, no matter how kind of high flying things got, I never was like, well, I'll just move on to these group of people because they might land me this. I always kept the people that I, I took them with me, like as far as I could. And that makes a difference because yeah. they know you and they know when you're in a situation that you need to be helped out of. They know all of the little cues and the things like that. And I think that's where people get lost when they when you lose that grounding. So I'm just lucky. Like, I've got great friends that are women. But I think, like, if I'm being honest, like, it's my mom. She's just, she's incredible. And it's so cool to see her now with my kid. Aww. You know what I mean? And, like, just... I remember when I got pregnant first, like, I just needed to tell her. I needed to talk to her about it. Like, we waited for, like, a week. And I was like a ball of anxiety until I told her. It was just like I needed her to, to know. She knew anyway, I think, because I was like walking around as green. <laughs> but like, 
it was just like that. It's just that that connection was just so, um, just so much more strengthened. But like, like I said, I've been lucky to be surrounded by really good people. I think, and that's what that's what's made the difference for me. Being able to come from a really kind of low place to like, it's like it's like I always said about my mum. Like, and she was so sick at the time. But she knew I was like, and I I was very. I, I it meant I was kind of in a time a lull time. I wasn't releasing music because I was kind of trying to regroup and recording music and stuff like that. And she knew that I was feeling that way, you know, but she never like forced me to talk about it, you know, that kind of way. She's just, she's one of those, she's like a silent little ninja of like, she's great. She sounds epic. She's fucking epic. Yeah, she's an experience anyway, but she's, uh, she's incredible, yeah. She does sound epic. <laughs> now, in terms of your music, like the story behind, I think it's Please Don't Go and then 13, mm. like when I was reading about it, my heart was like, oh, like, yeah. like, yeah, I just, I felt every single lyric when I read the kind of undercurrent story. Yeah. Um, what did it feel like to release those songs? And what made you take the decision to release those songs? Because they are, like, they are very personal to you. Yeah. Um, Please Don't Go was a song I wrote. It was, it was, wrote, it was written, a friend of mine was in hospital and he was really sick. And, it, like, I had obviously, like, lost my nephew, um... A couple of years earlier and like that was just like throwing a nuclear bomb into my world like into not my world like when I say my world I mean not just me I mean my world is in my family it's yeah. just like the worst it's un- indescribable like and I think it's just like I've kind of just now I think I've talked about it so much that in ways I hover above it and then every now and then I'd be like oh and I obviously since I've had Jackson it's just like even more even back it's it's even made me feel it again you know what I mean but I wrote the song because I was just like terrified of ever going through that again and I wrote the whole thing in 40 minutes and I recorded it and you know I used to play it live uh, at you know, singer-songwriter nights that were like you know they're tough nights really yeah. and you know people talk and whenever we played this I would always describe what it was about I'd say you know it's for anybody who's lost somebody I've lost somebody this is this like it wouldn't go t- like crazy in depth into the story but every time the whole room would go super quiet and I was like this song is really special and then I was um, I'd re- I recorded an EP in 2014 and I was trying to get it on the radio and no one was picking up because it was it was it wasn't like poppy enough to be on the radio it wasn't alternative enough for like you know cool journalists to write about it so it just fell in the cracks and I, I made a music video and then I made another music video for another track that never got released and I was just like I've I was actually getting to the point where I was just like I can't do this artist thing anymore. It's killing me, it's it's eating my soul a little bit, you know? Yeah. And um it I was like, I think I'm gonna pack this in. I think I'm just gonna focus on building a business, like teaching guitar and doing different things. And I was like, but before I do that, I'm gonna make one more music video and it's gonna be for Please Don't Go, even though the radio are never going to play this song because it's super slow. So I just decided to do that, and I did. I did that, um, and it was a total visual representation of what the song was about. I got people Beautiful. I liked into the room, people I knew. I should say not liked. I, I liked them, but I knew them, so it made the process a little bit easier to kind of do. And I had a great team of people. My cousin is a casting producer. For a, she was working, I think, with RT at the time, so she was able to kind of do. She was able to get the video to where it was. Um, Beautiful. But it's like, those songs are important because they say something. And I think after I put out Please Don't Go, I realised all the other songs that I'd written before that, I, like not the songs that I'd written before that, but the songs I had on the EP, I was like, 
Oh, they didn't connect because like they're not. They're just songs that I wrote. You know what I mean? Yep. These are go meant something. Yep. And it was genuine. And I think that, that it carried that forward. And then with 13, it was just like another part of the story because it's just, so just it's the most like random a, thing. You know? It felt like a kind of a continuation of yeah. the same story yeah. when was, I was listening to it. It was weird because it was like, again, it was like the, the morning of what would have been my nephew's 13th birthday. I met, his, uh, <laughs> I met, I met somebody in, a, in the airport at like six o'clock in the morning in Cork Airport that was connected the two of us and him. The only connection between us was him. And I was like, that's so Because I, I think there's certain birthdays you feel, you know, when, yeah. you, when you, like, we felt his 13th birthday because I was like, you would have been 13, you know? Like, it's like, it's like a big deal to become a teenager. So it was nice to kind of continue that story. And, and then it was kind of then, I think the song was written more about, like, me not realizing as I was going to grow up that I would ever, conceivably, that that would ever happen to us. Do you know what I mean? And... Just that life is trickier and more intricate than you think. Um, so I think it's just, again, like for me, it's like there's certain songs that, that are more personal and they always connect more than, yep. than the others. That's bottom line, you know. Um, and I think I'm heading more back in that direction for the next batch of releases. Like, I think I'm gonna, going more back to the Please Don't Go, um, which I'm looking forward to a little bit, I think. Yeah, there's a lyric you sang there, which I, I kind of clued in on was um there's beauty in your madness <laughs> yeah I mean that is like <laughs> that's it that's that in itself <laughs> that lyric right there like that's like that's it my, my dad's always like release that song and I'm like it's not on it's not on the list of being released yet but I think I will because um yeah it's but just that says so much it's true you know just that that says yeah like I mean, you could write twenty million <laughs> songs with that one lyric, like that. True, just... Yeah, it's true. It's it's just I think it's like it's those kind of darker arrangements too. The bigger, like they they sound bigger, but they won't be as um. They're just gonna be a little bit different, and I'm. I think it's nice artistically to move through phases of things, and I think, I think what people love from me the most is the more honest songs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can. It's easier for me to talk about them. Because I'm like, I know exactly what they're written about and I'll tell you, you know. I think it's like when you're reading songwriting books, they always say to write what you know. Yes. Because if you try writing something that you've not lived or not experienced, yeah. it might be a good song and you might be able to sing it well yeah. and it, you'll produce it well, but it won't have that emotional connection with 100%. you. So therefore maybe, you know. But it seems that every time an artist releases something that's more personal to themselves, yeah. it seems to take them and their music so much higher I've seen that so many times with so many artists yeah I think if you're willing to go there for people because I think if you've gone through it then there's going to be more people that have gone through it so then and if you're able to cross the line of actually saying to, like I like some artists don't like to say this is what I wrote the song about I love that because then it's like you can sit at home listen to it and you know exactly what I'm talking about and you'll, you'll either be able to veer it in the direction of something you have experienced or else you go I've experienced that as well so it's like it makes the whole thing a bit more like coherent you know what I mean yeah. so that's how I like to operate um, the situation I, and I agree write what you know and then you, you'll never be struggling because I have one or two songs that I've released that I love I just and I released them because I love them Yeah, I love them as songs and you know I think artistically you're entitled to that sometimes too but could I sit down and tell you that they are super deep no so in that sense, it's kind of like, you know, when your PR says to you, write, write a little blurb about that, I'm like, I like the song. This is what it's about. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> no, but I think that's the thing. Like, music is, 
I don't see this in a big sense, but music can be therapy yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, and it's it's something that people use to feel less alone. Mm. It's I think it's probably underestimated in a lot of senses. Like during COVID, when like things were shut down, mm. and the music industry didn't really get the help it needed from government. Yeah. In fact, you were told to retrain and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like from from that, I think there's there's it could be seen in a better light because it does so much for people. Yeah. And people don't realise sometimes how much songs like that can do for people. No, I mean, music is so important. And the one thing that can never, ever be replaced is the feeling of going to a live gig. And I've realised that from all of my virtual <laughs> forays into, uh, into online streaming things, just not there doesn't give you any sort of experience whatsoever. It doesn't give you the experience of sitting with your mate, having a pint, throwing her arms around them for the song that you love. So nothing will ever replace it. And like, yeah. it is therapy. Like it's what, it's what gets people out for a walk. It's what gets people up in the morning. It's what, when they're sitting in their kitchen and they need to be snapped out of whatever thought process they have and they're cooking their breakfast. It, it's what it is. And you know, like songs like Please Don't Go, for me, like it's, it's amazing to watch them like, that is way bigger than me as an artist. And like, it's the one thing that I'm like, I will leave that behind and it will always be there. Yep. And I'm really proud of it, but it it's not about me. You know what I mean? Like I wrote the song and I sing the song and I made the video, but it isn't actually about me. And it's about the people that go there now. And then people send me messages still every single day. Like I, I, I stumbled on this video, I lost somebody because they're going to look for something to relate to. Yeah. And if ever I meet somebody, they're like, you know, I'm like, I'm a musician. They're like, what, what have you done? I'm like, like, this is the video I have. And I'm like, if you're going to watch it, it's, you're going to cry. Like, 100%. It's very, it is, it's very upsetting. Like, and I'm like, if you have lost somebody, it's a place to go where you can just close the door, cry for 20 minutes if you need to, and come back out. So, I get that from songs. And it just has to be protected because I think we're at a stage of music where everything's losing its value completely yep. and it really has to be protected in a big way. Um, I feel that like, from an artist's point of view but I also feel that from a fan point of view. You know what I mean? Yep. I kind of feel like COVID's kind of made no, like, people not care about anything. You know, touring is harder, selling tickets is harder, like, the world is not in a good place um, and people are definitely coming out of this struggling a little bit you know, you just hope that people find it to come back to live music and to come back to what they used to do before because you get so much from it, you know, and it does need to be protected. That's why when we were told to retrain, it wasn't the best thing to say. No. I didn't feel like it was like the best thing that came out of their mouth. <laughs> but like, There's a lot of silly things that sometimes come out of their mouth. But that said was... stupid things too. <laughs> that, was, that was probably not... Um... The best moment in time. Oh, because like during COVID, that's what you went to. You went to your favourite CD and you yeah. went to your favourite movie and yeah. you went to Netflix and binge watched this yeah. season and that season. And it's that's art. And that's creative yeah. arts. Yeah. And that's what people went to. If I mean, I spent there. most of COVID on the live streams. It yeah. was like, because it was inundated. 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 like, Chris Martin is doing another live stream. God, Chris. You could really literally have sat there from 7am to 7am. I think it broke down too many walls, in my opinion. Uh, that just, like, I was kind of like, ah, oh, they're doing another leg. I could do that. 
it's all right. I won't watch that one. I, I don't know. It's just kind of I don't devalue things. I think a little bit. Yeah. I think it it possibly did, but I think I saw like probably in the country music scene there was a lot of artists that it's actually helped them. Maybe yeah. Because they've streamed like it was every Friday night they streamed, so it was every, so. They had a big crew of people that just kept coming and coming and yeah. they were doing covers and having drinks and it was like a kind of socialising, you know, party That's, type thing. When it's like not isolated, I think it's better. Yeah. Like when you're in your living room and there's no vibe, you're like, oh fuck, I've got to, I've got to stop this. I did, a, I did a full tilt live stream and it was, sounded great. But every, like I finished it, like and the camera stopped running and I was like, oh my God, that was the most awkward. Because I would finish this big massive song and I'd be like, thank you to nobody who... Yeah, like, it's so, oh my god, it, like, there's nothing worse. But now after it, like, she's got such a loyal, it's like family that mm. kind of push her music. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of, in a way, it's catapulted her forward. Yeah, you need a tribe, like, you need yeah. a tribe. And that's, I think that's, that's kind of what it's, it's done. I suppose, in yeah. a kind of weird blessing, that, that thing. <laughs> um, but there was too many live streams at one point, but. Yeah, we, we come out of it. It kept everyone seen in some senses. <laughs> I wouldn't have discovered half the artists I discovered if it wasn't for all the live streams. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and that's a bit blessing because all the artists I discovered over COVID are now some of my favourite. Yeah, well, that's good to know. So yeah. it's, do you know, there's, there's, I suppose there's pros and cons with everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is the first day of your tour. How it's... excited are you that your tour is actually now happening? Because it's put off a few times, was it not? <laughs> it's been put off. <laughs> Just to remind you of that. <laughs> Else. Um, I was on, I did a radio interview earlier and, and he was like, he asked me the exact same question and I was just like I think it was just like not re- not actually thinking it was going to happen until we were in the car because like the phone to see if we've got COVID can't seriously anything. like and I said I said to Gary I was like I have I haven't had COVID like and I was like I guarantee you I'm going to get COVID at the week of the tour like just because just cause I have something to do but uh, no like it's just it it just feels kind of. It's just getting in a room with musicians again and playing music and, you know, I did my first rehearsal a couple of days ago and I felt rusty, like, but then the second one I was like, oh, this is great again. But like, it's, it's just going to be, it's just great to get back out um, and just play these songs. Like, like, I'm getting to play songs that I released during COVID to new audiences. Like, it's going to be so good. It just can't wait. Genuinely, I just, it means so much. And I, it just, when you're... When you are releasing music and recording music, it's such when you're when you're writing and recording music and creating it, it's such an insular process. Yeah. It's such a process of doubt. What I find it's a process of doubt, constant doubt. Is this the right way to do it? Does this do the best thing for the song? It will people like this? Is anyone going to listen to this? And it's constant. And then all of a sudden you get to that release date, it's gone, it's no longer yours. And then the payoff of all of that is playing live because otherwise it's really lonely it's a yeah. really lonely job if you're not getting to meet people and you're not getting to see why they love the songs that's that's yeah, it it's that instant yeah because you can feel the energy in the room of a certain song even if you don't get to talk to people like because i you know with this tour it won't be I'm not doing merch because i normally like to meet people at merch after the gig to talk to them can't really do that this tour because we have to be careful that none of us catch COVID basically so the rest will get pulled but so it'll be kind of like the first time I'm kind of like playing and then, you know, going, going, um, very Westlife of me, you know, getting into the van, being driven away. But like, Do you sit in a stool and then stand up? So, like so, you so just, yeah, 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 
but like it's so it's gonna be weird but like it's, i still don't think that you can uh you can't beat the you like i'll know tonight by the energy in the room from certain songs what what's, what's the feeling about them i can't wait the band sounded quite epic <laughs> it's quite epic yeah it's, it's quite big and huge like yeah. it's it's, and you're tight. It sounds really tight. We've played together for a long time. It, it might not be that we've been playing together for, for a long time. We've been playing together for a long time. Um, so we know each other very, very well. And I'm really lucky. Like, they're three incre- like, incredible, incredible really musicians good, yeah. that, like, I can literally be facing out and I don't have to worry about what's going on behind my back. It's, it's, it's brilliant, you know. So there's a lovely comfort level in that. I can never kind of go, God, I wonder will they hit that. It's always just like, they're better than me, like, so <laughs> they make me look good, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, tonight's going to be great. And you're doing the five dates you're doing? Doing tonight in Galway, then tomorrow in Dublin, then Limerick, then Listowel, then Cork, then Kilkenny. So six, yeah. And you're also a DJ as well. I have taken on a new job, yeah. I got asked to do um, to join the team down at Red FM in Cork and I love it. I love it. So you're seeing, like, how, how does that then help you as an artist then when you're working in the radio station environment because that's a different environment yeah I think it's just like it's something I've always wanted to do and people have said to me but you'd be really good at that like the radio and I'm always like oh yeah but I'm very used to being interviewed by people so I can talk to you for hours but you know it's you're different. asking the questions <laughs> it's not even asking the questions because there's no it's not like that it's not talk radio it's it's very much like hit music station so I'm just doing little bit links and stuff like that at the minute um but I like to have content in them, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to, like I, I don't want to just be like, hey, this is that song, this is the next song. I kind of want to like, you know, grow it a bit more than that. And But it's, um, I think it's just people getting to know who you, who you are. Like I'm not the world's best on social media because I just think like, I just think my life's pretty boring on average. You know what I mean? Like I think, <laughs> and I can't, I can't pretend to have like this super like awesome life because I, I, it's, I know I've done I, I it's all a lot of shit like and I can't actually buy into it it's another full-time job though like social it is media. A it's job. a whole life of its own it's exhausting and yeah. like you know I've done some really cool stuff in my time and still they're fucking hard you're still lugging gear out of a car and like you know I don't know uh, but I think it's cool to be able to show your personality in a different way where you're not having to like be on camera and like you know try and create something from nothing which i think a lot of people are forced to do these days try like you know gonna post every day you gotta post every day i'm like what if i'm just fucking sitting at home on my couch what if i'm just going for a walk what if i don't have makeup on what if i you know what if i i'm just boring and can't create anything from that (laughs) you know what i mean that's human beings like you're doing your day-to-day life yeah i know i think maybe i just think i'm not that interesting like not in a negative way i'm just kind of like you know you just kind of move. You just move through your life and do whatever. Whatever <laughs> feels good. Um, so, I, but I am really enjoying uh, the Red FM thing. It's it's fun, and they're a really nice team of people that are like really helping me to kind of get it off the ground. So there's been no pressure from day one, and um, so in that sense, it's been just a really lovely environment. And it's, that's I think that's what's making it more more enjoyable for me is that I get to go in there one day a week. Um, yeah. And do something completely different to what I what I normally do. It's cool. Do you play your own songs? Uh, yeah, 
They were like, you might not want to play your own songs. I was like, eh. This is Stephanie Rainey by me. Like, absolutely. <laughs> this and is my song. In one of the meetings, in one of the meetings, they were like, oh, you might not want to play your own songs. It's okay if you don't want to. And I was like, I definitely want to play them because I... That's the whole point of... That's what my lifelong struggle has been to get on the radio. And what kind of person would I be if I didn't play myself? So I haven't done it every week, but I've done it. I said to my tour producer, I was like, put me in. She was like, we need another song. I was like, put me in. She was like, okay. That's on. I was like, okay, boy, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, as far as releasing new music, yeah. is that coming soon or? Yeah, so we got a new track coming in May. Uh, it's mm. called "Remember Who Your Friends Are." Uh, that's a scoop. Uh, a scoop. <laughs> a scoop. <laughs> and then, and then that's quite a radio uh, track, but there definitely is way behind it for me. It's a happy, happy song with a kind of a double meaning of like. Well, the, ter- the titles, Remember Who Your Friends Are, is... Remember Who Your Friends Are, Remember Who Your Friends Are Not, are the lyrics. Mm. So it's kind of about just, you know, like what I was saying to you, keeping your keeping your people, your people and... Your tribe. Your tribe. It's really important and protecting it. And then, and then after that, we're kind of entering into a new phase where the... Are you coming to the gig tonight? Yes. You'll hear some of the songs that are going to be coming and you'll, you'll understand what I mean by that they're kind of going back more towards the Peace and Co... They're not as stripped as please don't go, but they're weightier. They're definitely weightier. Um, but like weighty and uplifting in that kind of way. Yeah. They're not weighty and sad. They're weighty and like you can do it. You can. See that term like sad song. What my mm. my sister always says. I listen to depressing music, but I don't find it depressing Neither when I'm I. listening I to it. Sad. That's all I listen to. I that's all I listen to. Like a, a good fucking sad song. Yeah. To let me cry out. So I just that's my I just love that, and I think that that's that's what music is. That's, For me, that's what music is. Yeah. Like my partner loves funk, and like he's an amazing producer and he's an amazing musician, and. He loves funk and up-tempo stuff and I love sad like sad songs are my absolute jam and now the baby uh, now Jackson whenever he hears a sad song he cries so I can't I can't Aww. listen to sad songs so our <laughs> <No>. song <laughs> yeah he does like I swear to god he's like really sensitive to it so like something that he's been playing and then, it, then like a chord will change like a sad chord and he's really happy baby and he's just like and then he'll start like, <laughs> like he get a tuck and I'm like oh my god turn it off turn it off and uh, yeah, he like feels them really deeply, and like so now our song is "What a Man Got to Do" by Jonas Brothers. We danced around the kitchen to that, uh, so I've been stripped of like so I have to listen to all of my misery in the evening. Um, when he's sleeping. When he's sleeping, <laughs> yeah, because and he but he's even cried in his sleep. Like if I've been holding him and I put on something, he'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, turn it off. But I love sad songs. They're my favorite kind of songs. They're, I I love just story like feeling songs. You know. Sounds like there's there's a musician in them. Maybe I'm like be a primary school teacher, <laughs> be a civil servant. Don't do it. <laughs> Everyone's like, you don't mean that. I'm like, don't I? Don't I mean that? I don't know. You know. Um, I probably should go in a second. Yeah, no, that's, because um, that's I got I have the lads' uh, food money. Oh, <laughs> so they're probably like we're starving. <laughs> um, no, it's been great to chat. Yeah, it's, likewise, um, really, really nice to meet you. Like yeah, genuinely, really and awesome. where what will this be? Where where, where what will happen? Well, see, um, I don't know how long how long is it because uh, yes, yeah, about half an hour. Um, and I've got a podcast, so I'll probably edit it because it's a short one. I'll probably yeah. edit it and put it out probably cool. tomorrow. Hopefully, if I can. Great. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it'll be on Spotify and my Twitter and. I'll tag Great, you in yeah. it and stuff. So. Do please. Um, yeah, I'll try and get it out because it's like quite quite a short one, so it shouldn't take. Sorry, I wish I had like more. No, time. you're all right. No, it's grand. We have to eat and then change and then. 
like be nervous and do nervous wings and all those things that, that uh, come along with gigs. I've got, I need to create time for those things. Do you do a group hug before you go on stage? Um, we do, we do a little huddle, yeah. Yeah, like a kind of... Yeah, we'll probably be like a COVID hug now, we'll be like this. Sure. <laughs> and we're definitely hugging each other, it's great. It's great, it's good to be hugging people again. Um, but yeah, no, we do like a little, a little huddle thing, but like, again, like I said, they're just an incredible group of, group of people that I just love. So where can people find you if they want to check out more? Uh, I'm on Instagram, at Stephanie Rainey Music, Spotify, if you put in Stephanie Rainey, I think I'm the only one on there. Stephanie Rainey, genuinely, is if you type that in uh, and put music at the end of Google, you'll, you'll find everything. And like I said, there's a ton of music coming. And then, yeah, I just feel very at peace with everything at the moment. I feel very happy. So I think like there's lots of kind of sad feeling songs, but when you're listening to them, I am a happy person. <laughs> it's good. I'm well rounded. Uh, but there's going to be lots of stuff coming this year, and I'm, I'm really excited for people to hear them. You know, so yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.